Still one of Iowa's best starts to a season in years. No doubt, fans are paying attention. Thanks, John. We'll be right back with Ed's final forecast right after this. She's pretty good, too. Yeah. How do we not get anybody like that? I mean, it's just year after year. They'll get a key star like that. Just one. I mean, the weather department has like three or four. Well, I'm sure Ed knows where they're at, too. Yeah, that's true. Handling all that. We get Keith Murphy. <laughs> Stumbles through a sports cast with his head down. Mm-hmm. God, three pure meteorologists. <laughs> Yeah, and two of them are big sports fans. I like them. Live from WHO HD, it's Sound Off with Keith Murphy and John Sears. Featuring Andy Fails with What's Bugging Andy. Now, get ready to Sound Off. Hope you, hope you learned your lesson. I didn't say anything that wasn't true. It's bad form, John. All right, I apologize. Let's move on. All right. Sound off at 515-282-9010. Saturday, the Cyclones survived a genuine scare from Drake. But Sunday, the Cyclones get the bowl game they wanted, the Alamo. Kirk Ferentz may have his own timeshare in Tampa. He's to the Outback <laughs> Bowl for the sixth time. Six. Hawkeyes' third Outback in six years. Let's sound off. 515-282-9010. The Cyclones won seven of eight, then accepted the Alamo Bowl bid they wanted. That's how Iowa State fans will remember this weekend, not for something that seemed impossible and nearly happened, losing to Drake. The Big, thir the, the Big 12's third place team against one that had stopped practicing and does not have scholarship players. It's such a mismatch on paper, many questioned playing. Some even expressed safety concerns. Few factored in the equalizers. Miserable weather, sloppy surface, and the one that mattered most, pride. Drake had something to prove. Sometimes people outside of our program uh, define us because we're non-scholarship and uh, they make assumptions. You saw today the kind of men that we have, the kind of competitors that we have, the kind of athletes that we have, the kind of character that we have, and I couldn't be more proud. The motivated Bulldogs gave the apathetic Cyclones all they could handle and nearly pulled off what would have instantly joined the conversation of biggest upsets of all time. The Cyclones escaped notoriety 27-24. It was Apollo Creed winning, but Rocky still standing. Iowa State coach Matt Campbell looked like he had gone 15 rounds, taking the decision in a no win. Drake's Nathan Clayberg was moved to tears. You know, it's an incredible experience to play in this stadium in front of this crowd with all these facilities and stuff, but it was really just special to share that with my teammates, my friends. It's pretty cool. They're a D1 football team. Why wouldn't they be competitive? They're not nerds out there running around or nothing. We're student athletes playing for love of the game. The Bulldogs showed heart and skill. Drake 
lost the football game, but one respect. Man, I did not see that coming either. No one did. All right. Well, it was an interesting week for Iowa basketball. Off-the-court headlines dominated. It all started Tuesday when off-air comments made by play-by-play -play broadcaster Gary Dolphin were accidentally aired live during halftime of the Iowa Pitt game. Dolphin criticized Iowa's recruiting, in particular guard Macy Daly. Dolph was caught praising the Pitt freshman and wondering out loud why Iowa can't get just one guard like that. He then said, quote, we get Macy Daly, dribbles into a double team with his head down. Fans in support of Dolph quickly pointed out he's just saying what every fan is thinking. Now that may be true, and I like broadcasters that voice their opinion, but it was a clear shot at Fran's recruiting and daily. So I understand Iowa's perspective. Hard to have a cordial working relationship with those types of comments aimed directly at the team you cover. Dolphin immediately apologized. Learfield Communications suspended him for two games. Not sure a suspension was needed, but I get it. Iowa then made the situation worse by referencing ongoing tensions in the press release. No need to air those tensions in public. Whatever needs to be handled between Dolph, Fran, and Gary Barda, handle it behind closed doors. The Hawkeyes then lost their first game of the season, or first game of the Big Ten season to Wisconsin with Dolph on the sidelines. I never fully bought into Iowa being the 14th best team in the country, but it's a better start than anyone imagined. Iowa's defense is much improved. Tyler Cook is playing with welcome energy. Luca Garza's effort is unmatched. The problem right now is shooting. In particular, the guards. Jordan Bohannon is struggling, just 30% from three compared to 43% from last year. Isaiah Moss is scoring just six points per game compared to 11 a year ago. When and if the shooting comes around, I think Iowa can be a dangerous team. It better turn around quickly. Michigan State and Iowa State are up next. Dolph will be back for the Cyhawk Showdown. That is quite a three-game stretch there for the Hawkeyes. Man, Wisconsin, Wisconsin Michigan State, Iowa State. Yeah. Man. Wow. Let's get it started right before here. That, yeah. uh, back to football we go with uh, Marco in Ames. Uh, Marco is up there in Cyclone country. Marco, what are your thoughts here on a uh, really positive day for Cyclone football after a genuine scare Saturday? Oh, yeah. I mean, I thought it was a close game, but I, I just wanted to hear your viewpoints on Brock Purdy and what you saw this year that you liked and what he could build on. I'd uh, be glad to do it. Uh, liked most everything from Brock Purdy. Mm -hmm. The poise he showed, John, as an 18-year-old, he's accurate passing. He can also run the football, which took some pressure off the offensive line. I uh, didn't see a whole lot of things, but I, I do think that it's good that he had a couple of games that show him that college football is not quite as easy as high school football. Um, he struggled against Texas, mm -hmm. and there were times against Drake in horrible weather conditions where he did not look comfortable. Yeah, what do you think? Uh, he made a couple throws against Kansas State that were freshman throws, but that happens. He's he's what 18 years old. Yeah, maybe. he's 18. Uh, so, but I mean, overall, you could not have asked for anything more out of Brock Purdy. He's been great. He's the starter. He helped going turn forward. the season around. Yeah, he now, really did. Now, uh, sometimes when the second year comes around, teams have tape on you. You got to get a little better. But to overall, man, what a freshman year for Purdy. And they're going to need a lot of them against uh, <laughs> against Washington State in that bowl game. Uh, more quarterback talk, but it's Nate Stanley, Brock in Des Moines. I assume not Brock Purdy. Uh, Brock in Des Moines has some thoughts on Iowa's quarterback. Go ahead, Brock. Yeah. I, this is a little bit bold, but I think if Iowa would have started Peyton Mansell from the beginning of the year over Stanley, I think they would have been a 9-17 team. I think 
Stanley single-handedly threw them out of a lot of games, and I don't think he won them any games by himself. Have you seen enough from Peyton Mansell to, to really feel confident about that? I mean, you know as a sports fan, the backup quarterback often seems like he's going to be the answer and many times isn't. No, that's fair. I agree. I just think, I don't know, Ferentz seems to stick with guys a lot longer than I feel like he should sometimes because he's stubborn. So I think maybe he should have been given a shot because Stanley just was not that good this year, in my opinion. All right, thank you for the uh, thought. John, what's interesting, too, in it, uh, regarding Stanley is uh, he's going to, to test, he's going to get feedback from the NFL. Yeah. He's considered an NFL prospect. Yeah, and I, I keep seeing him on these NFL boards as maybe like the sixth or seventh best quarterback that could come out. And, I mean, it's all about measurables with the NFL. He has all the measurables, measurables the throw, the size. But, uh, in my opinion, he's not ready for the NFL. That's uh, my opinion. I think he needs to work on a lot of things. Uh, Jeremy, what do you think? Uh, Nate Stanley ready for the NFL? Uh, I don't think so. He, he uh, overthrows. There's at least three games where he could have uh, had open receivers, and he missed them. He's a, st- so. he's a uh, thank you for the thought. He's a stand-up guy. He's a good guy, oh, John. Real good you guy. know he's yeah, always there. He year. works hard. He studies hard. I, I think he lacks confidence at times. I think he wants so badly to perform well that he's just a beat off sometimes. I think sometimes the wheels are churning in his head too too much. much. And he's thinking about a million different things where sometimes, uh, like Brock Purdy, I feel like sometimes he's out there, just kind of wings it, just kind of lets his talent take over and and just goes for it. Where Stanley, I think, has the talent, but sometimes he's so zoned in, he's so locked into football, he's thinking about a million things, trying to make the perfect throw, and it's just not there sometimes. Time for lookalikes with a local connection. Tiny ref judges Ben O says, Hawkeyes tight end TJ Hawkinson of Sheraton, winner today of the Ozzie Newsom Award, looks like UFC fighter Ben Askren. Tiny ref? I think that's pretty good. I kind of like that one. Do you one. like that one? Yeah, I kind of like that one. It does not matter what you think, Whoa. John. Tiny ref Tiny ref doesn't, no. man. Michael in Des Moines says Channel 13 chief photographer Mike Borland. What? Back in his glory years. Who did he play for? Looks like Iowa actor... Ashton Kutcher. Is this a Hall of Famer? Jeez, man, this Mike Borland, I've never seen him like this. <laughs> this is Gary Dolphin, voice of the Iowa Hawkeyes. And you are? I'm Gary Dolphin, voice of the Iowa Hawkeyes. Now, hang on a second, buddy boy. You know, I've heard of computer hackers. I've been looking for you for a long time, buddy boy. Have you ever had a $4 margarita at Carlos O'Kelly's Mexican Cafe? No, but I've had a Franwich at Applebee's. Would you be interested in sharing a Franwich from Applebee's at the bar at Carlos O'Kelly's drinking a $4 margarita? If your lips are going to touch any of that, no, I'm not interested. Well, you know what, since that, that's a pretty good wig, I, I, would, I would share a margarita with you. I'd give you the Franwich. It's not a wig. It's a hairpiece. It's European. Time for another game of knockout. I'd like to knock out Sears, but instead what? one of these bowl games has to go. Which game do you knock out? Rose, orange, sugar, 
or Fiesta? I'm knocking out Fiesta. I just don't I don't think of it the way I do the other three. I think the other three are the main three, but we'll see. Yeah, the bowl games have changed so much. Let's get back to the phone calls here. Greg is in, uh, is it Elston, Greg? Is that where you're calling from tonight? Yes, sir, guys. How you doing? Doing great. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Appreciate it. Long-time caller, first-time listener, big Hawkeye fan. <laughs> well, good. All right, thank you, Greg. <laughs> I just wanted to know what you guys talk about Noah Fant or what you think about Noah Fant not playing the bowl game. Has that ever been done in Iowa? It has never been done nope. at Iowa. We we all know he had kind of a, you know, a, even though Noah Fant was, I thought he handled himself really well. Yeah. There was there were some just odd things going on all season regarding snaps and playing time and questions being asked and being referred to as, as a specialist. No one questions his talent. Kirk Ferentz always spoke really highly of him, but maybe that was a factor in this decision. He's the first Hawkeye to do it, and I am a little bit surprised that uh, any Hawkeye would do it. John, if I had to bet on a program that would be the last to have a guy skip the bowl, it might be Iowa because it kind of goes against the whole be Mm -hmm. there for your teammates until the very end of the season. But I also understand this is an exhibition. It it is, and and it's becoming more and more common. It is. We're going to see more players do it from other teams that are, you know, guys that have a chance to be first or second round picks. They just don't want to take that chance. It's becoming more and more common. We're going to see it just keep escalating. Uh, quickly, yeah, I agree. Greg, I got, what do you, I got what do you more think more of it? Do you think uh, he's a first-rounder? If he's not a first-rounder, why what's he going to do? Why won't he just draft a wide receiver? He can't block. I'll hang up and listen after this, but I love the commercial. I'd love to knock John Sears out, too. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody would. Uh, he's projected as a first-rounder, isn't he? he he's late first-rounder. He, I, my belief is when he goes to the NFL Combine, he's going to put up ridiculous numbers. Yeah, yeah The NFL he's... is all about Combine numbers. He's going to tear the Combine apart. So uh, I think he sees that as a chance for him to move up into the mid to late first round and make that big money. It fits right into what offenses are doing I mean, he, these days, he's, too. He's, he's, he's going to be a star. He's going to go he? into an NFL system where he's – a lot of teams are going to – you can't cover him a lot of times. You just can't. And TJ Hawkinson has a decision to make, too. He does. A lot of he people does. forget about that. He he's is the tight end of the, the year. NFL draft. Uh, he will play in the bowl game, he said, but he has a decision as well. Yeah, Chad Lysico, the Des Moines Register, has a good article you can check out on Hawkinson and his thoughts. Hawkeyes ready for another beach party in Tampa. Back to the Outback. More bowl talk. Live phone calls as sound off returns. 515-282-9010. Twitter at SoundOff13, Matt writes, not going to lie, I'm an Iowa fan with an Iowa first, Iowa State opponent second rooting interest. That's a rivalry, but good for ISU this year and their fans. Can't imagine what they are feeling with this bowl experience, and they deserve it. Go get the Cougs. Nate writes, I totally understand that the Outback Bowl is a really good bowl game, and we should be thankful. I just hate seeing the same thing over and over. Sixth time going for the Hawkeyes. Would have loved a matchup against Utah in the Holiday Bowl. Jen's comments on the Iowa State-Drake game. What a stupid decision to play this game. Always a lose-lose situation for the Cyclones. Totally crush them, look bad, play this like an exhibition, almost lose it, and be the laughing stock of college football. Uh, boy, that's a, that's a harsh commentary there, um, Jens. Spencer is in Ames. 
Uh, Spencer, your thoughts on Iowa State. A lot of excitement about the Alamo Bowl. We saw Jamie Pollard tweet tonight. They're looking for more charters. Chris yeah. Williams was cycling more fanatic. Rooms, They're more looking hotel for rooms. more hotels, yeah. more planes. Uh, fans are going to just take over San Antonio. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. But first off, guys, I had to leave my apartment because I was so nervous about that Drake game. <laughs> I was pacing around Costco all day, refreshing my CBS Sports feed. Thought it was going to be the biggest upset ever. However, been scrolling through Twitter. I feel like Iowa State's getting a lot of disrespect from the Washington State fans. Don't think we're going to live up to hype as West Virginia. What's your thoughts on the matchup and just the Pac-12 in general? Well, let's be honest. Uh, I think Iowa State fans are used to that being kind of like you know overlooked. That's kind of the the mantra of Iowa State football, and I got to believe Matt Campbell's going to play that up. Washington State probably thinking they're ranked 13th. They're going to roll into the game. 10-2. Roll over Iowa State. The Cyclones almost lost to Drake. You use that as motivation. Now, here's the thing with Iowa State. they got to fix their defense. Kansas State kind of ran all over them. Drake moved the ball down the field. Get the defense fixed in the next three games, and I think they will, and I think they can beat Washington State. I also think the Cyclones are going to be a little more motivated and excited to play Washington State than they I would they think so. Which, a win leaves them with nine wins, which would tie the most in school history. I'm just so happy we get to hear from Mike Leach. I mean, <laughs> oh, over and over again for a play couple that of sound days. Wrong. Oh my goodness, can't wait to get to that. Uh, Reed, Adam, Hawkeye, Frank, we'll get to you when we come back. Competitiveness returns. The word was competitiveness. <laughs> it returns to the Cyhawk Wrestling Showdown, one of the hot topics in Face Off next. Knockout features the four big bowls, one had to go. Fiesta, you have been knocked out. The Rose Bowl remains the granddaddy of them all, winning by a heavy, heavy margin. All right, time to bounce around some more topics. We call it face-off. The Kansas City Chiefs cut running back Kareem Hunt after video surfaced of Hunt pushing and kicking a woman. Casey did the right thing. It'll be interesting to see if Hunt gets another chance. Video changes everything, John. Mm -hmm. It takes away the excuses. I'm interested to learn why, once again, TMZ sees the video, but the NFL Chiefs and perhaps even the police did not. I don't get it. To no one's surprise, we touched on it. Noah Fant declared for the NFL draft. Fant will skip the Outback Bowl to train and avoid injury. Fans won't like this, and Fant will be missed, but I don't blame him. He's a borderline first-round pick that will make a ton of money. I think fans can find it understandable and disappointing. Mm -hmm. We want people to finish what they started, but we are talking career, millions, exhibition. More players do this every year, but I don't think it becomes an epidemic at Iowa. It's, it's been a strange season for fans. It has. College football playoffs are set. Alabama against Oklahoma, Clemson and Notre Dame. I think the committee got it right, but I'm all in for an 18 playoff. Five conference champs, two at-large bids, and one non-Power 5 like Central Florida if warranted. Please, I agree. And I don't want to hear any more from Kirk Herbstreet and Paul Feinbaum about Georgia oh. deserving a spot, even though the Bulldogs lost twice. No. The Bulldogs passed the eye test. What is that? If results don't matter, just start the season with playoffs featuring the most talented teams. Results matter. Agree. Iowa won the Cyhawk wrestling duel for the 15th straight time, but it was much closer than expected. 1918. The Hawkeyes are battling a good amount of injuries, but Iowa State is clearly a better team this year. This rivalry needs Iowa State better to make it matter more. A competitive step taken Saturday. 
I talked about Gary Dolphin earlier in the show. Voice of the Hawkeyes will miss Monday's game against Michigan State, but back for the Cyhawk showdown. Dolph made a mistake, owned it, and apologized. Iowa then put on a clinic how to turn a molehill into a mountain or make a 24-hour story four days long. It does seem everyone finally moved on, and you can bet that Gary Barta now knows some prominent boosters back Dolph. They do. Over under, Bowl City's overrated Orlando. John, it's too spread out. Camping mm -hmm. World Stadium is in a less than desirable location. Underrated San Antonio. Fans gather around that river walk. It is an outstanding place for a bowl game. Cyclone fans are going to have a lot of fun. They are going to move to San Antonio Get the bush light later this month. Down yeah. there now. You know, that's the oh. oh, hang on. This does not mean that your show is number one. It means you have one minute remaining. So keep it tight and keep it simple. Simple. I'm out. Why does he think he always has to humble us? He's, uh, he's, he's always not, yelling. It's the only job he has. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Uh, it's, uh, we just have a minute left in the show. So a quick thought from several people. We'll start with Joe and Newton. Joe, what's your thought? Okay. Gary Barta ought to be ashamed for uh, suspending uh, Dolphin. Uh, he, what he should do is pack his bags and head out of town because what he's doing is taking the entire Iowa sports program downhill at best we've got a mediocre football team every year it seems like anymore the basketball team we have a poor coach that can't recruit and it's going to be tougher to recruit as we continue to play this way and gary barda needs to get out of town and suspend himself for a while maybe we can get a sports program back before we go back to the days of bob cummings and bob lauterberg or all those guys that couldn't win when we scored a touchdown that was a victory Man, you're Remember on a roll. That. You're on John, a roll. John, I've been, on, I've been a fan longer than you've been alive. Keith, I'm afraid you don't fall in that category. Sorry. Have a good one. <laughs> oh, oh, man. What? All right. Reed and Panora, sorry. Took your time. Reed, one thought, please. Hello, Susan. That was his thought. That'll what did do he it say? for us. I don't know, and I don't think <laughs> I want to know. Uh, we're back next week. We hope you are, too. We leave you with the sound off, send off. We've got your back, Dolph. This is Gary Dolphin, voice of the Iowa Hawkeye. All right, whoops, the, uh, the, the telebox over here is blinking. That means it's time to hear from our good pal, Dick in Sac City. Normally, I'd say don't ever count the Hawks out, but today, I'm struggling with my will to live. Batty boy. That sound means it's time for the random pick of the week from the Dolphin family album.